like nostalgic. Movie review. Nerdy. Married man. All right, and we are a go. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to New Nostalgic Movie Reviews. I'm David. And I'm Steven. And today we are looking at Top Gun Maverick. This movie is a 2022 movie, PG-13, and it's two hours and ten minutes. Uh, The cast for this movie, obviously, is starring Tom Cruise. Then we have Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, Bashir Salahuddin, John Hamm, and that's mainly the main ones. I'll, I'll keep it with this. That uh, Glenn Powell, I'll say him as well. Yeah, and uh, I guess the synopsis for this movie is: After 30 years, Maverick is still pushing the envelope as a top naval aviator, but must confront ghosts of his past when he leads a Top Gun's elite graduates on a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those chosen to fly it. Yes, this is how to do a legacy sequel. Some of the most amazing practical effects ever. Tom Cruise is a madman. He's going down in history as one of my all-time top probably three stunt artists ever. Like, god damn, this guy does the most insane stunts. And the things that they did for this movie with training almost all the actors actually trained to fly some sort of jet or be in jets. Like all of, a lot of the shots are actual jet footage, maybe not going Mach nine or Mach 10, but still it's kind of like the need for speed movie. All those were practical effects, but just slower speed. So that was probably the same here. Yeah. I'd say, uh, you know, Tom Cruise continues to push the limits of cinema. And I mean, being what he's like 60 or 61 he's around there yeah and he just he keeps going and it is amazing this movie uh definitely a pleasant surprise and way better than i expected i went in kind of thinking ah, it's gonna be a fun time but yep. this blew me out of my seat it was so great speaking of some of the practical effects miles teller actually said that of the six uh new actors like the six new main actors that were in the actual squad for the uh mission three of them were throwing up daily inside of these jets <laughs> they never got used to the inertia <laughs> and stuff sounds like a fun time i uh, <laughs> i really enjoyed the aspect of the phys- uh the practical effects in this and the way they integrated I guess, CG effects in it as well, because, you know, most everything was practical, but then they would like swap out certain real jets for CG models like the Dark Star and even the uh, the Gen 5 fighters. Those were all CG, but they looked so real and so good that I, I didn't even notice until, you know, I saw a special feature. Yeah, seriously. This film was dedicated to the original director, Tony Scott, of the original film. He actually died by suicide, but he had been developing a version of the sequel before his death. And so they actually, when they found out that he was working on a sequel, they decided to make the sequel. And I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, that's great. And I'll say that uh, the director of this one, Joseph Kaczynski, knocked it out of the park. You could tell he really put a lot of work and care into this movie. And he and Tom Cruise just worked so hard to make this movie the best thing it can be. Yeah. I really like all the callbacks in this movie. Seriously. I think they were really done well. And I guess this this is a way to be just familiar enough, but not redundant. Like, th- there's... The callbacks are so good compared to other movies like I've mocked Mm. before about it because it's not just nostalgia bait. I mean, it's definitely there, but it's it's much more than that. Yeah. 
No, fair, fair, fair enough. I totally agree. Like the 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 subtle things in this, and a lot of them, like they just show them, like they just have these scenes, but they don't necessarily say, like, look, look, really focus on this. This was from the other movie. It doesn't have any of those like really bland moments, like we've talked about, like when it's like really showing a close up of handing over a gun to another person. Like you got to read the inscription so you know it's from Predator Two. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was actually just like. We're going to show Tom Cruise driving on a motorcycle right next to a jet because that's what they did in the first one. Or we're going to do this or like even some of like the reminiscent scenes and stuff like that. They were done so beautifully. The flashback scenes, some of the best flashback scenes I've seen in a movie, honestly. Yeah, good reuse of original footage and even footage that seems like original like from yeah the first one like the the intro scene to this movie it's getting you pumped and excited with danger zone playing and if it didn't have the title or the i guess not as grainy like film footage yeah i think i was watching the first movie because exactly it's almost exactly the same and it's just perfect it, it really, really is. The amazing chemistry in this movie with all the actors is just incredible, especially Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise. Um, they have insane chemistry, and I love their romance throughout this movie. It's so sincere and so amazing. And I want to say, like, some of the times of this movie, they have some... I know we say the word cinematography, and a lot of people hate that word so much in podcasts and stuff like that, especially with reviews, because it's like, the cinematography. But, like, seriously, some of the work in this movie, especially with the way they focus... Because there's so many scenes. Like, there's a whole scene where Tom is talking to Jennifer Connelly's character, Penny, and he's talking to how about how he's about to go on the mission. There's no dialogue in this entire scene. It's just music and just body language and just showing them to like hug each other. You see the sadness in her eyes when he knows he has to leave and all these other things. And you're just like, yes, 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 yes. The way it's done is just so beautiful. So incredible. Not a word is spoken, but you know everything that was said. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like the love interest arc in this movie. And I think for Jennifer Conley's character, just being mentioned in the original movie and this movie has such a shorter amount of time dedicated to the, the love yeah. arc there compared to the original. And this one does it so much better. It really does. The original is like, it, though it's classic and good, it's just, it's kind of cringy sometimes or it kind of <laughs> yeah draws on too long. And even though I do really like th- that love aspect of this movie, I do think some of it was not needed. Like you can probably take whole chunks of those scenes out of this movie and it wouldn't change the movie. Um, I, I I mean, I agree with that. Um, There's certain like random scenes in there. Like they probably didn't need to have them on a boat. Like the whole boat scene probably could have just been taken out (laughs) and stuff like that. Cause it didn't add anything. There was no really big dialogue there besides the joke of wait, you're in the Navy and you, you've never really been on a boat. You don't know how to sail. And he's like, but I, I fly off of the boats. I don't actually sail the boat. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you uh, rate this movie before we move on the spoilers? Two words. So fucking amazing. <laughs> That's three words? No, no, no. No, it's two words. Seriously, uh, this movie is a must buy. Uh, I think this is incredible. I think this is one I'm going to watch several times in my life i think this has got some of the best acting some of the best like visual work i've seen some of the best practical effects and just really just inspirational and amazing 
we, I, I think it's kind of funny because I was talking to my wife earlier about our podcast and, you know, both of our wives made the jokes of, you know, like we have our certain words of the day that we say. My word of the day today is heart. I'd agree with you there, though. It's 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 a very powerful movie. I, I think it's definitely worth owning. Proof from my wife, it's definitely worth watching like multiple times in theaters i think we saw it in theaters around 10 times it was ridiculous but seriously i know you guys watched it like three or four times a damn you went that much more (laughs) well because it probably wasn't quite 10 but it felt like it those two because we saw it multiple times with different parts of our family yeah and then uh for two of the times we went and saw it in d-box and if you've never seen d-box before or know what d-box is i highly recommend it for this movie it's where you sit in these seats and the seats move with the movie when the movie's playing and like the jets are taken off the seat yeah. would like rumble, rumble and tilt back as you're taken off <laughs> and then you feel like you're floating in the air and then as the jets were tilting side to side really quick the seat would be like ka-chunk ka-chunk <laughs> see that's so cool moving around or whenever flares would fire you could feel the the back of your seat shooting flares out like you'd feel nice. like a pumping against your back it was really <laughs> cool so i i highly recommend d-box for a movie like this i've looked into some of those things and it's it's so incredible like i've even seen one where they actually have like you can turn on and off like a splash thing on the seat in front of you because it oh, actually gets splashed by water and stuff at certain water scenes. And I'm like, that's insane. And like certain theaters actually will pump scents in at certain times too. I, I That's that's probably a little too much. I probably <laughs> wouldn't go that far. The moving seat thing with like a, a jet flying is fun, but I don't know if I... The I'd more immersive, be okay the better. I don't care. <laughs> it's so cool. But uh, 100%, this movie is worth watching and can't change my mind. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess... Before right. we move on to the spoiler section, next week we uh, have a special episode. We went and watched John Wick 4. Yes. So we're going to be checking that out. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. And if you haven't seen any of them, watch all four of them. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but yes, let's get into the spoilers. The main thing, I, or I guess the first thing we can talk about is uh, in the beginning i really just love how maverick's character he's always pushing things to the limit Mm -hmm. to get things done and you know he just it's like the right thing to do you know and yeah something has to get done he makes sure it gets done and like with this whole dark star scene in the beginning i just think it's really special that he's working with a team trying to prove that this thing can make it to Mach 10 and be a really fast, like stealthy plane. And that a human could actually be in the plane. Cause they were trying to say that it was only able to do it with drones, but Maverick mm-hmm. being Maverick has to prove that a human actually can do it. It's just very difficult. Um, I just, I love the Admiral wants to cancel the project. And so before the Admiral can get there, Maverick's like, well, let's just give him Mach 10 before he gets here. We're going to do it anyway. I love this entire scene. First of all, that when he first flies off and the Admiral's like there at that building and the building, like the roof comes off the building, that mm. was real. The The jet that actually flew over that actually did destroy that building. They weren't expecting it to destroy that building. And they used the, it was only shot once because it destroyed that building. And they're like, let's just keep it. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I forget what jet they used to do that scene, but it was, and see, this is what I was talking about earlier with the special effects. 
they had a different jet do that scene and then they cg'd the dark star model over the top of it and it just looks seamless it's amazing well and i think it's just because of that because they actually still had some sort of that doing it and they could just change the color or the cover of it to make it look different but yeah having it actually still show the exact power of what those jets provide is insane i believe they made a like a model of the dark star and so they can if you have something physically there it's a lot easier to convert it yes to a cg model to react to the lighting effects and everything correctly as opposed to just building a cg model without having a reference so yeah. i mean they they really did that well and seriously seeing him actually getting to that point where he actually does hit mach 10 and even the admiral's like wow you son of a bitch you you did it like i can't believe you did it and everyone doing that. And I think it's really funny because, like, at that point, I love it. There's a guy that stands up and everyone's, like, cheering and stuff. And he jumps jumps straight up. He's like, yeah, put that in your Pentagon budget. <laughs> and then Admiral Kane just stares him down. He's like, oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I just think it's so powerful. And then, you know, after that scene, he ends up going and meeting with the Admiral played by uh, John Hamm. Yep. And... One, I, I love John Hamm so much. He's good in everything. But I love how he talks about how, you know, Maverick is still a captain and not an admiral. And I think that's a really powerful thing because Maverick should be a captain. And I think Iceman, who is now an admiral from the original, yeah, and Mav's only lifeline, believes that, you know, if any pilot can do it, it is Maverick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that is needed right now. So I, they purposely keep him a captain. I think it's because he's not like, he can't be an admiral. I think it's also just, he never wanted to go anything further. He always wanted to fly. He didn't ever want to command. And so I th- well, and he loves being hands-on and getting exactly. Done. So I think it's not even necessarily that he couldn't do it. It's that he never wanted to pursue anything more. And he's always in so much trouble that he can never really get promoted because of all the shenanigans that he does pull and he's always like never getting fired or court-martialed probably just because he still succeeds at everything he does because it's like all right well yeah you just proved that you can go Mach 10 I guess we can't freaking fire you and I guess we have to give you that budget now god damn it but now you're I don't want you near that program anymore go to Top Gun go Like, I believe if he did get promoted to Admiral, he would do a fantastic job, but he knows that he would his talents would be better served as a captain. Exactly. And teaching these people and actually getting up in the sky and flying. Yeah. Uh, and seriously, it's really incredible, all the things that they do with that. And I even just love, like, a lot of the ways they even talk to him and talk about that. I, like, I even say, like, the line delivery of the movie title is one of the best I've seen in a movie. Like, where the first Admiral's like, right as I was about to ground your ass once and for all. <sighs> it calls me to say, for some reasons only known to the God Almighty and your guardian angel, you've been called back to Top Gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, of course, the Top Gun theme song plays right after that in the next scene. <laughs> I love his character. Like, you can't remove people like him from the cockpit like they are no. needed because they talk about again in that scene how they want to use ai to fly these jets and i guess f- with people flying them you need people because they have their own discretion their own intuition mm-hmm. like their own instincts like you need people to use those things and computers just can't do that to that level yeah and then after that we get him going to the bar that he used to always go to which now penny from the first movie owns and i guess i really like this scene because 
uh, it does so well at introducing all these characters that mm-hmm. are going to be front and center of the movie. Um, like the, they're showing, you know, Glenn Powell's character and all the other pilots, and then they have Rooster walk in, and I gotta say, he he knocked it out of the park. Oh, Miles Seller is one of the most underrated actors of all time. He is so incredible in everything that he does, but especially mm-hmm. this, like. I have never, like, so many times when we get characters, like, we were even talking about that with Indiana Jones, how we didn't believe Shia LaBeouf a lot of times was Indy's kid. 100% just seeing Miles on screen, I'm like, that's that's Goose's kid. That That's Goose. <laughs> like, god damn. Like, you look identical to him almost. Like, you act the same ways that he does. You t- like you play the piano the same way. You play the same song, Great Balls of Fire, for everybody when the power goes out a little bit. Like, it's, it's incredible. Miles does such an amazing job. Um, I love um, watching you know, Rooster and Maverick's relationship grow throughout the movie because mm-hmm. they kind of have this family dynamic that is strained the whole time. And it's like they're trying to come back together. And I just love that. And I guess leading into all the other side characters, this is a how you should do it in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a legacy sequel coming in and of course they're going to introduce new side characters. And a lot of the time the side characters become front and center and kind of just push the main character out of their own movie. Mm-hmm. And I love this movie because Maverick is still the lead. Like he's still not pushed into the background of his own movie, but also these side characters are front and center as well. There's yeah. no, no one's really getting left in the dust, at least for, you know, there's like four main side characters. There's yeah. other side characters that are just kind of like, meh. but well, like, yeah, just like talking about that, like you're perfectly right. Like a lot of the times in this movie, like just the ma- the way they mesh in new and old characters is amazing. It's not, nothing mm-hmm. feels forced. Like, like I said, this is how you do a legacy sequel. This is how you, yeah, this is, this, this is the format, <laughs> whatever they did. Yeah, Ma- Maverick does a really good job balancing its characters together. But yeah, after we get all that, all the stuff of the bar, we get the, uh, First time where Maverick uh, is fully introduced to all the students, and we get that first tag dogfight match with all the students, which is so great. I love this scene so much because because they do like the bet with the two hundred pushups, which is just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does two hundred pushups? Come on, I can. And I, I felt really bad for Hondo in this scene for having to count to two hundred at least ten different times that day out loud and make sure all these kids did their pushups. I don't feel bad for him at all. Even afterwards, I loved how, like, the Admiral's just like, what are you doing? Those maneuvers you did were freaking ridiculous. Why would you do that? He's like, these kids have been told they're the best their entire lives. They need to know there's room to improve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I mean, the, I mean, of course, the coolest thing about these movies are the flight scenes. And oh, yeah. I just, I love how... I'm going to sound like every, you know, video game reviewer here, but it, it really feels like you're flying the jet. <laughs> like, Oh no, you're right. The way the camera is angled in there so that, I mean, you're in the cockpit with them and moving with them and it's just so well shot. And even the cockpit shots of just like their face, like when you see them take off, you see that force hit their face. You see the, mm-hmm. the G force actually like weighing them down, their cheeks falling back. Like <laughs> it's so cool. Like you've never seen that in a movie this well done before. And I love even just like Maverick keeps having all these fights with the Colonel and the Colonel or not the Colonel, the Admiral. And the Admiral mentions we have less than three weeks to teach them how to fight as a team, strike the target. And Maverick jumps in with and how to come home. 
And they both just kind of sigh and they're like, every mission has the risk and they all know that. And he's like, no, they have to get home. And it really just really shows his heart in this movie. Maverick always cares so much about everyone and everything. And even though he's kind of a cocky uh, dick sometimes, he does it for all the right reasons and he does it to push them in all the right ways. On I th- I think from, you know, his grief and like uncertainty and all like his regrets, you know, he's he's spending a lot of this movie reflecting about his past. And then he's also looking towards the future. So I think that really drives home the point that he's trying to make there is he's trying to not have mistakes happen that happened in the past, like the death of Goose. Yeah, he wants to have everyone survive and do the mission. And he knows a safe and efficient way to do it. Mm hmm. Oh, we also have one of the things I loved is after all these like dogfight scenes, Maverick sits down with them and watches the footage with them and says, this is where you messed up. Why did you fail here? And they were giving you some kind of reasons. Oh, he was going too slow or oh, he was going. Give me a reason that their family would understand why your co-pilot is dead while your wingman is dead. Give me a reason their family would be acceptable of for why they died and you caused their death. And it was just like... Mm-hmm. It's so harsh, but it really just goes to show like this is serious. You have to think about everything you do. The a possible decision, a slight decision you make can cause death. Well, I love the idea of, you know, a team really becoming a team and working together. And like after he shows all that footage and they start growing as a team, of course, they have, you know, there's the uh, instead of a shirtless volleyball scene, they have the <laughs> the beach uh, shirtless football scene. <laughs> And I love it that they're like both sides of the team are playing offense and defense at the same time. But I love what he says to uh, John Hamm's character when he comes uh-huh. he's like, what he's doing. He's like, well, you wanted a team. Here's your team. We're learning how to be a team. And uh, I mean, I just said team like a thousand times in a row, but it, it's such a powerful scene and it's fun. I mean, come on, that that One Republic song is a banger. <laughs> it's a great, great scene. And all the women especially love it because, you know, all the shirtless dudes and they're all good looking dudes. <laughs> uh, but one of the other scenes that we kind of skipped over a little bit, I wanted to go back to as uh, the Iceman scene where Iceman calls Maverick in. This scene is so sad and Val Kilmer really does an amazing job with this. And I love that he's uh, he's got some sort of cancer or something and it came back and his wife told him that before he goes and sees him. And then he's communicating with typing on a computer and just having him not speak for most of that scene and just typing stuff and then just giving the body language and the looks that he gives Maverick is so powerful and so crazy. And I'm like, damn Val like this is good acting and then when he actually does stand up and he's like kid needs Maverick the Navy (laughs) needs Maverick I chose you (laughs) it's like "Ah!" (laughs) he does so well that scene I I I heard somewhere that uh, in that scene he uh, Val Kilmer was even having trouble speaking his lines there because he has that issue I think it's throat cancer or something oh yeah uh so, like, he spoke the lines as best as he could, but on top of that, they uh, created, like, an AI voice for Val Kilmer. So, most of those speaking lines are, like, an AI voice that they used with his voice. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. But, that, yeah, that's such a powerful scene showing, like, their relationship together, but also giving Maverick the push that he needs. Yeah. And then we have um, moments with Maverick and Penny, and he, like, actually confesses to 
Penny why he pulled Brewster's papers to not because um, he pulled his papers to get him into the Naval Academy, which set his career back four years. And he did it because apparently his mom never wanted him to fly because of his dad dying, obviously, in the jet. And he said that he knew he would always resent me for it, but I didn't want him to resent her, too. Mm-hmm. Also, again, showing his heart. It's so amazing that he's just like, you know, I know that you would be mad that your mom didn't want you to fly. So I'm not even going to ever tell you that. I'm just going to be the one that stops you from flying. And now he's got that point where he's like, this is his life, too. This is all he wants to do. I have to let him. I have to quit acting like I'm an overprotective father. And I have to show him how to survive in this world. And it's it's really incredible. I love all those scenes afterwards with that. And then, of course, the mission gets moved up um, a week earlier than they thought possible. And they mm-hmm. start doing the 9G force <laughs> climbs in their planes. With yeah, they even say like in their booklets that they're only supposed to go up to like seven point four, and so going to nines even bending the metal of these frames of these planes because of how much force they're putting on it, and the whole f- explanation of how much G force nine G's is, where it's like it feels like it's two thousand pounds sitting on your chest, like an elephant standing on your chest, and I'm like, what the f- <laughs> wow, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I love that this ending mission scene it's just so good and it has two of the best lines in the movie that get repeated multiple times but there's the whole you know don't think just do and then the it's not the plane it's the pilot yep and it's just so powerful how you know towards the end they succeed in the mission but then maverick gets taken down and then uh, rooster goes back to save him and he gets taken down so they have to escape together and it's so cool going back and they find the F-14 Tomcat to fly out of there and get home. And that's when that uh, that last line I mentioned appears because the Gen 5 fighters come up behind the Tomcat and Maverick's like, we're going to die. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and Roosters, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. And being able to take down those Gen 5 fighters with an F-14 is ridiculous and awesome. I thought the F-14 was hilarious because the F-14 is what they flew in the first movie. And it's kind of funny that this... uh, I forgot even what country they were invading or whatever, but... We never say. Oh, yeah, they never did say because they didn't want to have any conflict because I remember in the first one when they said a certain country, that country got mad. Mm them having just a random F-14 that's working and doesn't get destroyed in the bombing of the <laughs> the strip. <laughs> I was like, that's the one like movie magic moment where I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. It's, it's it is so amazing. Good. It's amazing. It's it's incredible in every way. But it's one of those things where it's like, that's a little bit of a plot thing that I was like, okay, I love this so much more than anything else. And you did this incredibly well. But it is kind of cheesy that there was just an F-14 there. <laughs> Hey, like I said uh, at the beginning of the episode, the director, he he did so well making this movie feel like a genuine sequel to Top Gun. Oh, yeah. And it has that 80s cheese and it has the awesome yeah, action really you want. Like, it has everything you need for another Top Gun movie. And that's what really surprised me. I never thought Top Gun would ever get a sequel, especially one as good as this. Seriously. Um, I will say I love... 
that scene where Miles or Rooster does come back to save Maverick and we get the one Tom Cruise run scene per movie where he's <laughs> running after Miles to go see where he uh, his parachute landed. And then he like runs over and then he pushes him down. He's like, what were you thinking? And then Miles gets up. He's like, you told me not to think. <laughs> he's like, well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. <laughs> I just love it so much because it, it's just so it's so well done, and I just love like even in those like moments, it's still comedic, even though it's like super serious. It's like, why are you here? I saved your life. Well, I'm here to save your life. <laughs> and yeah, of course, obviously, at the end of the movie, the "Hold My Hand" song that Lady Gaga does is incredible, and we see uh, Penny flying the plane with Maverick. And I actually, I think that's actually Tom Cruise's actual plane. Yeah. 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 It's like a, a P-52 or P-51, something like that. I can't remember what it's Yeah. Called. And I think it's the same plane that he was uh, fixing at the beginning of the film. So you get to see multiple yep. scenes of Tom Cruise's actual plane. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> sorry, sorry for any plane enthusiasts out there. If I said the wrong name <laughs> of that plane, don't attack me. I am obviously not a professional. <laughs> this would be the one movie review they listen to, plane enthusiast. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much the movie. Is there any other things like you want to bring up or anything? Uh, things that you like really enjoyed or. I guess just a final thoughts for me. I mean, I enjoyed the, the whole film. It was phenomenal. I think this movie is so genuine and sincere in its execution. Yes. And also on top of the jaw-dropping effects, practical and CG. It just looks all so good. And I truly believe that this far surpassed the original movie. Like, this movie is so amazing. 100% agreed. This is one of those rare occasions where the sequel is just so much better than the first one it's it's not even funny like then i I debated a lot before because i I showed my wife this movie too when the fruit we first saw it and she was like do i need to see the first one i was like i really don't think you do (laughs) like it's a it's 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 a good movie but it's not like the greatest the original is a classic classic 80s action film so good it's definitely good, but it's like comparatively <laughs> and and like this movie does a really good job for first time viewers anyways. Like I think this movie does a really good job of letting you know everything that happened in the past without rehashing too much and still being able to show a new concrete story. And I think that the way they do that and blend that so well is just it's like it's insane. <laughs> Again, this is this is how you do a sequel, like a legacy sequel. Seriously, though. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more I I can say. It's not just gushing too much more over it. (laughs) I think we pretty much talked about everything. Definitely just go watch this movie. 100%. Which I think it's on... uh, Paramount? Paramount Plus, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Paramount Plus. So uh, it's it's definitely worth it. Even if you don't have a subscription, get one just to watch this movie. Do the whole week free trial or something. Exactly. This movie is... It's worth watching anywhere you can get it. Uh, Next week, join us for John Wick Chapter 4, and we will see you then. Woohoo! Bye!